Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPN2. ESPN app. Series XM80 and all the great ESPN stations across the country. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Mike Vrabel is not with you. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Evan. I heard you had a hell of a morning. <laughs> good, good morning. I, I'm here. So that's so just to give high smalls, just to Hi. give context Hi. to everybody. Um, I live about an hour, let's call it an hour away from our studios. So I wake up early to get into the studios. I drive in every single day. I'm driving on my street and I see an enormous tree down on the street. I'm like, well, I can't get around that tree. No. In any way, shape, or form. I parked the, the tree car. was like Larry Allen. There's no way. I didn't compare the tree to Larry Allen, the It was an immovable object in the moment. Yes, I had Larry Allen or Trent Williams on my street. There you go. Who is my guy, Trent Williams? I am an unabashed Trent Williams fan, which is the weirdest thing ever. Anyway, so I, re- I get out of the car, and I'm like, I can't get around this. In no way, shape, or form. I cannot get around this car, this tree. So I'm like, all right, I got to drive my car back home to leave my car in the garage and, and get the Uber. And I got an Uber in here today, which I never thought I would do. And I'm looking at Rob Lorenzo, who's our social and digital guy. And the answer is no to the question that is going to be asked because I screwed up. I didn't film any of it. I didn't take any pictures. I screwed up with this whole thing. And by the way, I'm not the only one who had trouble getting in today. But I got in. Nuno, where's Pat? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, wow. I've texted him. I've called him a few times. Let's hope I, he's okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, of Let's, course. I think he's probably okay. He probably just overslept. You know, Pat has this penchant of just, you know, being up way past he, the time he should be. And then whoever's walking in the studio right now has no idea they're on no. TV, by the way, because no. I don't know who that I can't see who that is. That's the great Steve Risser. Steve, you're on TV. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Steve, welcome to the show. Your national oh, television debut. That is amazing. All right. So uh, I got in. Pat did not. Let's hope he's OK. How what do you, you want? Just, you just do Pat Costello under the bus, though. Nobody. Nobody knew. Other than the people on our show, and then you just let our entire audience know yeah. that he didn't make it to work well, on time. But because he's such a star now because of I'm over it, that it's like having one of us not here, is yeah. it not? I mean, so we have to kind of point this out. Plus, this opens the door for any sponsorships that he might need in terms of things that might wake him up on time. Right. Celsius, an alarm clock, right. things of this of that nature could right. absolutely help exactly. him out. But, you know, we really didn't have to air him out until 745, though, Evan. He is a star. Oh, don't put this back seven, on me. 745 is his segment. We I really didn't, didn't even know he wasn't here. Like I didn't know he wasn't here. Nuno was, Nuno was very excited to point out that Pat wasn't here yet. Because they're frenemies? <laughs> no, I'm not excited to point out that i'm just a little i'm not worried but like because it's worried. my but it's might have, no, have happened once or twice before so i'm not oh. completely worried mm. let's let's say just one quick thing on this and then we move on to mike Vrabel here let's say god willing hopefully everybody is okay pat's okay and he overslept what would we like the penalty to be 
Oh, that's a good question. That is a great question. So that's why I was going with this. Not for any bad reason, other than a, a good reason. Is, is it the bad take jar? Is it the ice bath that we're putting Nuno in? Because he where's RG3, by the way, who had a hysterical video? I kind of like night. the Tom Coughlin approach. I mean, you find, it, find him a certain amount per minute. And then once we get past a certain threshold, it counts as a missed show. And then that's a bigger fine. I, like NFL players make a little bit more than radio producers. I'm not saying it's five hundred dollars <laughs> per quarter, minute. A quarter per minute? Huh? Quarter per minute? 20? No, no. A dollar per minute? A dollar per minute? Dollar per minute? A dollar per minute? Dollar per minute? And past how much is ten dollars? Let's say. Let's say the first hour of the show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if he's not here yeah. for the well, no, but that's sixty dollars then. Yeah. Oh, so sixty dollars if he's not here for the first hour. Yeah, I just can't, we're just going to count it as a missed show and then charge him $60. Done and done. Smalls, good? I'm down with it. Absolutely. Okay. Although I was kind of hoping he would have to get an ice bath. That would be hilarious if Pat got one before Nuno. I mean, I mean, if we're going to make the ice bath, I would just throw them both in there. At the same time. <laughs> okay, deal. Yeah. That too. We yeah, are going to part. Bristol in a few weeks. No, I mean, I mean, telephone, I mean, ESPN phone tag just went the way of the dodo. Yeah, what's going on with that? Where is, what's the update on RG3? Because we were supposed to have him and he's making hysterical videos on Twitter. We see him here every so often. What is the RG3 update? There is no update. I'm still okay. waiting back. <laughs> <laughs> then it looks like CeCe's going to throw Pat and Nuno in an ice bath coming up when we're in Bristol. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah. All right. Works uh, for me. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so we thought there was going to be a surprise fire. We literally had a conversation on our show last week about the idea of who could be the surprise firing. And we then went through a list of people. Pete Carroll, who's coming back. Mike Tomlin, who's obviously coaching in the playoffs this weekend. And Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. where we said, all right, if they're not back, it's going to be their choice. Maybe Vrabel gets traded to New England or something like that. Or maybe Ohio State in the mid- Whatever it may be. We never thought, guys, what happened yesterday would happen, which is Mike Vrabel was flat out fired for not doing a good enough job by, with the Titans. How? I don't know. And the excuse that Amy Adams Shrunk, the owner of the Tennessee Titans, gave just didn't make any sense. We, we decided that we were going to go ahead and fire him and not trade him because it would have taken too long. Well, I mean, the, yeah. the, Titan, the Titans aren't a serious organization. And now knowing the new rules that have been put in place about hiring coaches that are on playoff teams and having to wait until after the divisional round to do in-person interviews, the process is going to be elongated. So you had some time if you wanted to work out a trade. You didn't have to tell anybody that you were moving on from Mike Vrabel. You didn't have to signal it. You could have tried to extract maximum value for a proven commodity around the NFL a head coach that people hold in the highest regard and players revere because he actually wore pads and cleats. It just didn't make sense for them to let him go for nothing. And then on top of that, Rand Carthon trying to put the the milk back in the jar after saying, yeah, you know, Mike Vrabel and I had a good working relationship, so all of those rumors aren't true. Bruh, you just fired a coach that had a 54-45 and 45 record, multiple playoff wins, three playoff appearances, an AFC Championship game appearance, and listen to the starting quarterbacks that he's had. Marcus Mariota for 21 games, Ryan Tannehill for 67 games, Blaine Gabbard for eight games, Malik Willis for 11 games, Josh Dobbs for two games, and Will Levis for nine games. Those are the six starting quarterbacks that Mike Vrabel has had in his six-year tenure. And he was able to have a winning record, Multiple playoff appearances, multiple playoff wins, and a conference championship game appearance. Tennessee, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, that doesn't feel like the chef's problem. That feels like somebody who's picking the groceries. Because I don't know anybody that would have more success with that list of quarterbacks that you just mentioned than Mike Vrabel was able to do. And any player who's 
played for him or anyone who's been around him talks about how prepared they are as a team. Not only is he an amazing leader of men, as we know, but situationally, they're very prepared. This is a team that listens to what he has to say. They gave him an extension in February of 2022. I don't know, guys. Maybe I'm reading this differently, but when I when I first heard the news first, I was like, wait, no. It must be like a mutual parting of ways. There's no way Tennessee just straight up fired him. That's not a smart decision. But it it kind of feels like a maybe I should break up with you before you eventually break <laughs> up with me type move, which mm-hmm. isn't what you want from ownership or from the leader of your organization. But that's what it feels like to me. Question. Do we think he tried to get fired? What? Do we think that Mike Vrabel... Tried to get fired because there's another opportunity uh, out there. There are multiple other no, opportunities. No, but I, I, out I mean, there. Out of, the, the, here's the thing, and I hear where you're going with that. And there are better situations out there for him, including the New England Patriots. I think that is objectively a better job than the Tennessee Titans job. What I'll say to your question is this the smoke around the power struggle between him and Rand Carthon lets me know that this is a decision that the GM wanted to make. Right. This is not something that Mike Rabel necessarily wanted in our very own, well, not our very own, but Diana Rossini, who used to work here, now works for The Athletic, she said that Mike Rabel did not go to the front office or ownership and ask to be, you know, to, to, to be fired or asked to be traded. Like, this was clearly an organizational decision. And to that, I would ask, who are you going to get that's better than Mike Vrabel in 2024? Like, whoever you hire as a coach is going to have to grow into that role. It's going to take them some time to be as good as Vrabes was. And I just didn't know that your program needed that at this juncture, especially knowing that you're transitioning away from a cornerstone that was Derrick Henry. You know, he uh-huh. waved his he – did, he did his goodbyes after the win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then presumably moving away from Ryan Tannehill too. Like, you're getting rid of – your team leadership over the last three years, I just, it didn't seem like the appropriate time to move on from Mike Vrabel, but maybe they just want to start fresh, clean slate with the new general manager. It feels like that's the the vibe around the, the team right now. I just felt like you could have gotten something for Mike Vrabel throughout the hiring cycle rather than just letting him go for nothing. It's interesting. I think Vrabel and Belichick are both very similar in this regard. They are phenomenal coaches. They are two coaches, along with Jim Harbaugh, that I think that teams in the NFL that have coaches employed currently would fire coaches to try to hire those two guys. Oh, yeah. But simultaneously, their records the last couple of years are kind of stinky, yeah. right? Like, you, you forget, because Vrabel's awesome. Vrabel's an A-level coach, in my opinion, that hasn't won a Super Bowl, but he's an A-level coach. Four times in the playoffs, number one seed with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback, went to a conference championship game. But they weren't good the last couple of years. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. You can't put that on Vrabel. He ain't the GM like Bill Belichick. No. You see what I'm saying? I, I, think, that, I think that's the, the, the difference. That's the point of demarcation. Like, Bill Belichick is the football czar with the New England Patriots. Right. Mike Vrabel has had to answer to a general manager, whether it's John Robinson or now Rand Carthon, and it's clear that he's in a position where he's trying to win football games with suboptimal quarterback play. That's hard to do in today's NFL, so... I don't blame Mike Vrabel for what we've seen the last couple of years. Remember, Ryan Tannehill was hurt last year. They benched him this year. Will Levis, a rookie quarterback, was in there. Malik Willis was a bust. None of that is on Mike Vrabel. Mm -mm. Again, guys, his six starting quarterbacks, Mariota, Tannehill, Gabbard, Willis, Malik Willis, Josh Dobbs, Will Levis. And during his six-year tenure, he has the 12th best record in the NFL. Think about it. With those quarterbacks. He's an A-level coach. With those quarterbacks over that span, has the 12th best record in the NFL. Have we seen a crop of potential 
coaching candidates like this in, in an offseason that you can remember. The fact that Harbaugh might be there, we're waiting on news on Belichick, Vrabel. I mean, these are big-time names that are that can come available or might come available. Let's hold that thought. We're going to answer that coming up because that's an interesting one with those three guys, the big three, I guess, the potential candidates that you just mentioned, of Vrabel, Belichick, and Harbaugh, that potentially could be out there. Plus, Jerry Jones may have added another spot to where these guys could land. We'll get to that coming up. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp in all the ways it can help people with their mental health. And this year has gone quickly. And so I'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far. Think about what you would be proud of. What's something you still want to accomplish this year? And when life goes fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months for the rest of the year so you can look back on the rest of the year the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. The one game that Mike McCarthy is going to take at a time is against his former team this weekend, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys playoffs. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So this whole coaching carousel has gotten so juicy because... Like, the Carolina Panthers' list of candidates, and we're going to get to the Cowboys in a second here, their list of candidates, they put out there nine assistant coaches that they're interested in. All right, that makes sense. That's kind of where we go normally. You don't see two coaching Hall of Famer types in Belichick, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Harbaugh's going to end up in the College Football Hall of Fame at some point with what he's done, right? He's going to be available, or he's available, but he may not leave, I guess is the best way of saying it. Yeah. And Vrabel is known as a top 10 coach in the league, so now we're at a point where you have to look at it and you're like, okay, so would some of these teams, like Dallas if they lose this weekend, like Chicago that is still up in the air right now seemingly, would they actually fire their incumbent coaches or maybe Philadelphia or Buffalo or these other teams knowing, hey, this is too deep of a top-heavy core that we need to make a move here. Absolutely. This is like needing a quarterback in a quarterback-rich draft. You have to yeah. take advantage of the opportunity. So if you still have question marks around your head coach, why wouldn't you consider moving on if you could absolutely upgrade? Don't do not do what the L.A. Chargers did last year, which is stay with Brandon Staley all of, what, 11 games this year? 
and pass on the opportunity to hire Sean Payton to work with your young quarterback, Justin Herbert. That didn't make any sense. Like, this is the offseason. If you need a head coach because you have questions about the dude that you currently got, then you need to make a move. And I feel like Chicago's the one we circle, right? Matt Eberflus did a good job this season. They turned around. But if they're going to move on from Justin Fields and they're going to start anew with a new quarterback, we've always kind of said, unless you're ready to commit to Eberflus for at least another three years, likely, why would you want to go down that road? But now all of a sudden looking at some of these names that are popping up, if I'm the Bears and I think I'm going to get Caleb Williams and I could pair him with one of those guys – all of a sudden, I'm looking at things a little different, even though Eberflus did do a good job and probably merits another year in Chicago. But that's why, to Eberflus specifically, to me, there are two options. Either fire him or give him, give him an extension. Those are your two options. Because right now, you're in no man's land. Because if they don't have a good year next year, he's out. And then Caleb Williams is two head coaches. Just sit back for a second and play out this hypothetical. What if I told you Caleb Williams and Mike Vrabel were together in Chicago? That gets you so look. Look at Cece's face for those on TV. And Vrabel I mean, fits the Bears. Oh my! Does he that not get you excited? Actually, that's any, what I'm saying. Like this is this is guys. crazy. What you brought up going into this segment in the last going into the last break, excuse me, Smalls. Of these three guys, this gets fan bases so juiced at the possibility of one of these three. And think about Meaning Belichick, Harbaugh, and, and Vrabel. Excuse well, me. Well, obviously they're going to command a lot of interest. Imagine what some of these numbers are going to look like too. If they know, hey, six o- like numbers. That, but that's what I was. I was just about to bring that up. Million. I mean, think about that kind of financial commitment. The most any organization has ever committed to a coach ever. Like if that's where it's going, yeah. like all of a sudden now, some of the top prospects in the coaching ranks are going to say, hey. This is what the going rate is going to be. Sean Payton got $18 million. It's not outside of the realm for me to usurp that figure from last offseason, especially given what we're seeing with revenue in the NFL, different revenue streams coming online, YouTube, TV, Amazon, all of those things. The salary cap set to explode yet again in 2024. I just, if you're a coach that everybody wants, why shouldn't the starting asking price be $20 million a year? Like that, that's what we're going to be looking at. So, the other thing, when we start factoring in where these coaches are going to go are organizations that are willing to spend at that level, at that position. And that's why I've always looked at the, the Harbaugh Chargers speculation with the side eye, just because I know how that organization is notoriously cheap. They could surprise us all. Just don't see that happening. But just thinking about the Chicago Bears, you're armed with the number one overall Juicy, pick. man. And you got an opportunity to pick between Belichick and Jim Harbaugh and Mike Vrabel? You talk about being in the catbird seat. That, that's that's pretty good. I think Vrabel would go, my gut, if Vrabel had New England or Chicago in that scenario, I think he may actually go to Chicago. Because I think of Caleb Williams? Yeah, and he's not he's not replacing Belichick. Like, there still is an aspect of replacing Belichick in this, and I understand the version of now is different then. But let me throw one other wrinkle in this. If you're Ohio State, aren't you making an enormous offer here to Vrabel, who coached there, played there? I mean, aren't you getting in the mix if you're Ohio State? You might be okay because Jim Harbaugh might be leaving for the NFL. You, you might be okay. As long, if Jim Harbaugh leaves, then all of a sudden you feel better about Ryan Day in Ohio State. I would certainly pick up the phone and make the offer, but if I'm Mike Vrabel and I'm looking at all of these other opportunities I might have in the NFL, I don't know why I would go to college. Just the landscape of college football. The number's going to be bigger. Yeah, but... Just the lifestyle is so different with the transfer portal and NIL and all of that. Now, you hear so many coaches talk about what a grind. It's always a grind, but what an additional grind it is now. I just don't know if I have some attractive NFL opportunities, and I know I've had success there, if that's a move I'd want to make. You got kids getting professional football player money, but they're clearly not professionals. They're kids. Yeah.
They're not. They're not, they're not men. They're 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 still boys. Yeah. So just to put a bow on this for now. Yeah. What we're looking at in this coaching carousel is arguably the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick being involved. Michigan and Ohio State somehow being involved. Mike Vrabel, who's like everyone wants being involved, and historical franchises like the Chicago Bears poten- potentially being involved. Yeah, should be a quiet time in the NFL. <laughs> uh, speaking of historical franchises that could be involved, you know who's not involved? The New York Jets. Think but about, should be involved. Think, think about that. The, the Jets are going to stay the they course. They weren't the historical with, franchise I was talking about, by the way. No, but I mean, just think about this for a second. The Jets are going to stay the course with Rob Sala and Joe Douglas, and they have an opportunity to hire Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, or well, Bill Belichick. He won't go there. He won't <laughs> no, go there. He didn't even go in the locker room. Yeah. But you, but you get what I'm saying. And but they're, they're focused on winning. They're and not. They're not going to get involved. <laughs> but but isn't that so New York Jets? Isn't that so classically Jets that you could potentially make a move like this and you're not going to because maybe your quarterback who didn't even play this year and maybe only has one year left in him might not like that. <laughs> it's laughable, really. It's but what I feel bad franchise? for. I feel bad for Jets fans. Me too. I feel I really bad do. for Jets fans. I don't. I, I do. I don't feel bad. I, I feel bad for him. I don't. Not, not not Jets fans. A lot of other fan bases I would. Wow. Not Jets fans. Why not? Because you're a Pats fan? Yeah, you can't feel badly for the Jets fans. You can almost just laugh is what you can do at this point with the Jets fans, I think. Anyway, uh, the historical franchise I was talking so about, of course, um, so the Dallas Cowboys. Lots of rumors. Jerry Jones comments about, you know, Mike McCarthy and how the, the season has gone. And people like CeCe and others have said, hey, well, wait a minute. If you don't win this weekend against the Green Bay Packers, add Mike McCarthy's name to the hot seat. Add these three coaches potentially to the Cowboys. Jerry Jones went on 105.3, the fan in Dallas, and reacted to our reactions about his comments with Mike McCarthy. Well, I was a little uh, surprised. I don't know how I could be any clearer. Uh, uh, Coach McCarthy's under contract for next year. And so that's not an issue. Uh, secondly, I couldn't be more pleased with what he's done and how he's coached. Now, apart from sitting down and going over the daily receipts and going over the detail of everything we do out there, I don't know how you can answer a question any different than that. I certainly haven't sat down here right in the middle of the playoffs and started talking to him about something like a contract or something like that. Why would you do that? Okay, so um, you guys know that I'm a Mike McCarthy fan. I think he's way underrated. You love Mike McCarthy. Uh, I'm nervous now. How you could be more clear, being under contract when you're a billionaire to pay millions off doesn't matter. You'll pay millions off any day of the week. Say to me, Mike McCarthy is going to be our coach next year. He didn't say that. Under contract means nothing to me when you're talking about a billionaire paying off a millionaire. Oh, no doubt. And especially when you consider all of the money that Jerry's going to have to pay out this offseason between the Dak Prescott extension, CeeDee Lamb getting an extension, Micah Parsons getting an extension, all of those guys. Micah Parsons and CeeDee Lamb are going to be over $30 million a year. Dak Prescott might be $60 million a year. Those are the type of numbers that we're talking about. If you have that team and you get bounced in the wild card round by a team whose quarterback is in his first year as a starter and you're at home – that is absolutely inexcusable, Smalls. And don't sell me on the, well, it's three consecutive 12-win seasons and he's been in the playoffs and all of that stuff. <laughs> that doesn't matter, Smalls. No. We've seen coaches in the NFL get fired in years where they got their teams to the playoffs. I mean, just in the 2000s, you had Mike Malarkey with the Tennessee Titans, John Fox with the Denver Broncos, Tony Dungy with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Steve Mariucci with the 49ers, and Marty, Marty Schottenheimer went 14-2 and with the Chargers, and they fired him. 14-2. and They fired him. 
So it's not as if we haven't seen coaches have tremendous regular season success, get to the playoffs, disappoint, and get clipped. It's happened before. If Dallas loses in the wild card round, and I'm going to take it a step further, if they lose for a third straight time in the playoffs to the San Francisco 49ers, somebody got to get fired. Uh, Somebody got to get fired. Somebody's got to get fired. Got to get fired. I love how he says, I can't, I don't know how I could be any more clear. You could just simply say, he's coming back next year. Let's end this conversation. And he didn't do that. He gave us a lot of talk with, without saying what he actually should have said, which is regardless of results in the playoffs, Mike McCarthy is going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys next season. That's how you're more clear. And, you know, Part of me thinks that McCarthy is absolutely on the hot seat if they have an early exit yet again because this is the Dallas Cowboys. The standards are different. But then I think about Jason Garrett and how he was, you know, middling around that that 500 era for so long, and he he constantly felt like he was on the hot seat. And Jerry Jones didn't pull the trigger. So I don't know. Jason Garrett played for Jerry too, though. Yeah, I don't think you can apply a relationship between two to relationship between two different. Maybe, but I just expected him to be a little bit more proactive with that, and he wasn't. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Because Mike McCarthy has had a lot of success. Here's the thing. Until until Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, and Bill Belichick know what they're doing next year, if you're an NFL head coach not named Andy Reid or Mike Tomlin or Pete Carroll, you should be nervous. You should be nervous. Should be that's nervous. for sure. Uh, the league office in the NBA may be nervous today as to how much money they're going to have to give out in fines after a coach went wild last night. We are going to play that audio for you coming up after CC has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, like my Lakers last night and Anthony Davis specifically, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. If you're on the course, you know that golf gets so much harder when you're not comfortable. Elevate your game with the Task Performance Clubhouse Collection made with highly technical fabric blends created exclusively for the Task brand. Amazingly soft, lightweight, breathable, durable, and versatile. Task garments keep you fresh and comfortable all day on the course, in the office, or for travel. Task has harnessed the performance attributes of natural materials to deliver better apparel, made better, and for better experiences. The Clubhouse Collection features polos, shorts, pants, and layering pieces in a wide variety of colors and patterns. Task's Clubhouse Collection will have you turning heads on and off the green. The perfect mix of casual and active pieces. The Clubhouse Collection elevates the golf classics through innovative and functional fabrics and design. It's time to step up your game with golf attire that truly makes a difference. 
Check out Better Now at TaskPerformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCPerformance.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, along with Michelle Spoman. Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit Progressive Commercial. Dot com. So, yes, the Lakers won last night. They beat the Raptors. Let's we'll go. <laughs> Let's go. We'll have the game against the Suns coming up. Um, but not the storyline. The storyline was the fact that the Lakers shot 23 free throws in the fourth quarter of their 132-131 win against the Raptors on Wednesday night. Uh, Tuesday night, excuse me. And Darko Ryakovic, I think, did I say that name right? Ryakovic. Ryakovic, okay. I'm supposed to be the one that knows NBA stuff, and I don't know NBA stuff. It's not Uh, an easy name to pronounce. No, that's on me, not not on him. I got to get that right. Um, After the game, well, um, he didn't hold back against the officiating. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's, that's, That's outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the, in the fourth quarter. How to play the game? I all, I understand respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. Okay, that is as direct and obvious a fine as maybe we've ever had in the NBA. And first of all, Scotty Barnes is awesome. Face of the league maybe. <laughs> I mean, that may be the biggest biggest knock here. Like, Scotty Barnes is great. From West Palm, by the way. ESPN West Palm. Shout out. Like, shout out, shout out. He is, he's an awesome player face of the league he's a a face within the league but here's where the league i think is going to look at this and say this is going to be the biggest post-game fine maybe we've ever seen Mm. when you're saying if you've already decided who won don't have us show up because now you're talking about the gambling part of it and the nba to their credit has embraced gambling longer than any other sport and if any single person believes that any part of a game which it's not is fixed that is a massive problem, and that is in a weird way, gray area, but kind of what he's alluding to. Like, hey, if you guys already decided you want to give LeBron a win, why do we have to waste our time? You can't do that. No, especially coming off of the Tim Donahue scandal too, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, when you had a ref that was essentially you know, working with underworld figures when it came to outcomes in NBA games, they already had to deal with this mess uh, a few years ago. So, yeah, when you have somebody that's a part of it at the level – that Darko Ryakovic is as a head coach in the league questioning the integrity of the game, that ends up being a problem. But Smalls, the part that is wild to me is that the head coach is undressing the league and the refs in his post-game press conference about the free throw disparity. They took 23 more free throws the Lakers did than the Raptors in the fourth quarter alone. Yet the Toronto Raptors were intentionally fouling at the end of the game in order to prolong the game. What part of the game is that? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. No. Like, you were intentionally fouling, so some of those free throws that they were getting were because you gave it to them on purpose. It just it didn't make any sense to me. Like, I understand your frustration. It was a back-and-forth game. There were 23 lead changes throughout the game, 11 in the fourth quarter alone. I understand 
frustrating, heartbreaking losses uh, and things that come down to the wire. But you, you just have to show a level of restraint if you're the head coach because not only are you sending a message to the NBA and to the media, but you're also sending a message to the guys in your locker room. They're taking their cues from you. And if you have the built-in excuse for them that the refs gave you the old screw job, then that doesn't create an air of accountability in terms of the things that they could have done better, things that can get this team better moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I know that you're emotional in that moment because you really care, and sometimes it is hard to rein that in in that moment. Sometimes you have like a rage blackout situation where you don't even realize what's coming out of your mouth. That's what that's what we saw last night, right? Yeah, well, he's banging the table. He, he was yeah. very passionate in his response, which I, I understand. You care about the outcome. This is your job, your craft. You're, you're caring about your players, but you can't in any way insinuate that this is already a done deal before you step out on the court. You just can't not do that ever, particularly in an era where gambling is so prevalent with all of these sports. And I don't think he meant to do that, but that's how it came across. Like, let's listen to this again and think about this, guys and gals out there, under the premise of, did he allude to the fact that the game was basically decided before it was played? Let's listen to this again. Darko Ryakovic last night, Raptors coach, after the loss to the Lakers, where the free throw disparity in the fourth quarter was, what, 23-2, to two, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. So the differential of um, 21 between free throws <laughs> last night. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's, that's, that's outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the, in the fourth quarter. How to play the game? I, all, I understand respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. Okay, so let's just debunk what Rayakovich is talking about right there. He's talking about Scotty Barnes, future face of the league. I'm not going to take it that far. I think Scotty Barnes is an all-star yeah. caliber player. I will agree with that. But here's the thing. He's trying to figure out why Scotty Barnes can't draw more fouls. Well, this is not a one-off when we talk about that game last night against the Lakers. Scotty Barnes has drawn a foul on 7% of his touches that start in the paint. And that is the third lowest rate of players in the NBA that have 150 paint touches or more. So this this is not with him drawing fouls when he gets the ball in the paint is not a thing. So why are you trying to make it out a thing just because you don't like the way that this game went in the outcome in the fourth quarter specifically? Stop doing that. Stop making excuses, bro. Like I, I get it. Sometimes the calls don't go your way, but as a former player, you know what we say to that? Don't let it be so close where it comes down to a bad call from the refs. Yeah. How about that part? You don't like it, play better. You don't like it, play better. Don't let AD go off for 41 and 10. How about that? But all that is fair. But as we hear that again, and you think about it under the guise of him alluding to the fact that the game was fixed. We shouldn't even show up. Just let us know. You can't do that. You, like, you just cannot do that in any way, shape, or form because you cannot put that into people's heads. We all know that that wasn't fixed, obviously. We all know that, that the league shouldn't tell them, hey, don't show up tonight. Now, maybe Javante's Pistons, they should tell that too. <laughs> For <laughs> different the, reasons. Yeah, different reasons there. But, I mean, Smalls, as you listen to that again under that premise, it, it really does stand out. You know, there's, there's some things that you, 
you can do and there's like unwritten rules that you can't do. You can criticize the league. You could even criticize the commissioner. Probably not great, but you could do that. You don't mess with the bag. Yep. Come on. You don't mess with the bag. And by alluding to the fact that the outcome is already predetermined so much so that your team shouldn't even arrive at the facility, at the arena to play because of how you think that this is orchestrated and how this is going to play out, you can't do that. So many of these leagues are literally in bed with with gambling. It's what we do now. It's a huge component to what we do. We talk about gambling every single day and you can't mess with the bag. And whether he intended to or not, I think in that moment he was obviously very frustrated. He was just trying to get out his point of view. He's going to get in trouble for that. The, the league's going to have something to say about six that. Six-figure fine? Yeah, I mean, what's the big? Six, we, have, six we should figures? look this up. What's the biggest fine for a, a comment like that post-game? I don't mean like an action like Draymond or, or Ron yeah, Artest. Yeah. Uh, coaches post-game comments like that. I remember when Jeff Van Gundy was the coach of the Rockets. He got fined an enormous amount for basically alluding to the way in which Yao was officiated as his center at the time. I don't know the the biggest amount, but there's a chance that the coach of the Raptors last night may get the biggest one we've ever seen. Because he yeah. went on. By the way, we played 40 seconds. He went on for a full two minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that was, I mean, this that was, was some this, of it. This was an Aaron Rodgers-esque rant. Oh, boy. <laughs> he actually, you know what's funny? Darko then threw under, uh, Jimmy Fallon under the bus. Did, he went, did, yeah, that happened. Fallon. That yep. actually yep. happened. He yep. went after Jimmy Fallon go. since Kimmel was already taken <laughs> out, I guess, by Rodgers. <laughs> you can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give us a call at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's on college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. Well, on Monday night, in one suite, we saw a goat, we saw a captain, we saw a rap icon, and we saw the biggest star in our network. Can we top that? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes. And one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure Everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. You know, on Monday night, we saw the all-time suite, right? Yeah. National championship game. Michigan wins. They beat Washington. And we saw the suite with Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, Travis Scott, and Stephen A. Smith, of right. course. Mm-hmm. And last week, we unveiled our ESPN rank, where we ranked the top three ESPN personalities we'd want to hang out with and go out with. 
Well, today we figured we would rank the top three ESPN personalities we'd want to hang out with in a suite at a sporting event. Right. Okay? Now, are we going to do this in a way that who we picked last week is now off the board? I, I agree. That should be I off the board. That, right. Yes. Okay, so they're off the board. Now, um, those on the TV side have seen an outfit change for me. I'll explain why in just a couple of minutes. Cece, I don't even know if Cece knows why. I have no idea. Okay. Oh. I want to be surprised. Okay. But so, I want to hear Small's list first. Go ahead, Small. So this is ESPN Rank. I think we're going to do this pretty often. It's fun. Okay. Yeah, it's it unique. Fun. It's different. The top three ESPN personalities you'd want to go to a suite with. Yeah. Now, at a game, right? Not a concert? Yeah, yeah. At a game. game. Okay, go ahead. So I looked at the suite that caused this conversation, and I wanted to take that same approach. That suite was filled with heavy hitters, the heaviest of hitters, Jordan, Jeter, Travis Scott. So I thought if I'm going to do this, who are some heavy hitters from ESPN that I could bring in where people were like, oh, Michelle's got it like that? You better you better not take mine. You better not take the mine. The way that we said, oh, Stephen A's got it like that? I want people to say that about me when they say me, see me in the suite. I want people to wonder how I got in. Nah. How did she get <laughs> past security to hang out with these people? So coming in at number three, it's Steven, or it's Scott Van Pelt. Ah, you did it. You it's did Scott it. Van Pelt coming in at number three. Excuse uh-huh. me. SVP, he is... One of the biggest faces of our entire network. He is so talented. He's so cool. Don't you want to just hang out with SVP uh, and watch pick. a game? Great pick. Outstanding yeah. pick. A plus pick. So, a plus pick. Number two, it's Joe Buck. Monday Night Football, the voice of Monday Night Football. Who's bigger than Joe Buck when it comes to broadcasting? So far, this is power players. This is pretty pretty. I big told you, we're going yeah. heavy hitters and heavy hitters only in my suite. Again, I want people to wonder if I paid off security to get into the suite. Mm. And checking in at number one. It's Stephen A. Smith. If he's hanging out with those guys, he's got to be in my suite. So it's SVP, it's Joe Buck, it's Stephen A. Smith. Heavy hitters only in my suite. I mean, we just, we just got to cap the list at that point, right? She's got she's got them all, right? I don't know how. We're not trying to win this, but if we were, she, we she won it. Yeah, she won it. I mean, she, she won, won. You know what? You she guys won last even... week. She's winning this week. You but guys, wait. Hold there's... on. Hold on. You guys shouldn't have even shown up to the segment because this was already pre You're fine, Darko. <laughs> <laughs> All right, CC, you want to go? No, I'm going to let you go. All right. I'm going to well, let you go. Number three on my list, if I'm going to a suite, I want somebody I could have a conversation with and maybe I can annoy nonstop because I'll just ask question after question after question. Number three on my list, Teddy Bruschi. Oh, God. Teddy Bruschi, especially right now. Vrabel's available. We don't know what's going on with the Patriots. There's a lot I could talk to Teddy Bruschi about. I've talked to him in the hallways here at ESPN. Great guy. So Teddy Bruschi, number three on my list. Number two on my list is somebody I am friends with. But when you go to a suite, you want to laugh. You want to have fun. You want to eat a little bit. Although she eats all kinds of weird, healthy food. But anyway, the great Linda Cohn. Linda nice. is awesome, good pick, good pick. ESPN legend, ESPN icon. She's so fun to be around. Number three on my list. And number one on my list is somebody you want to be close enough with where you could share their clothing. I am currently wearing his vest, Dominique Foxworth. God dog it. Now here's why I have Dominique Curses. Foxworth vest on. There was a police investigation here at ESPN yesterday, and it involved Michelle Smallman. You didn't know this, Cece. You had left her. Smalls, go ahead before Cece gives his list as to why I am currently wearing Foxworth's vest. So you know how we had Slippergate on the show? Someone took your slippers? uh, Yes, exactly. Yesterday we had Coatgate, and I thought someone had stolen my coat. Really? Not the brown one. 
No, the puffer. The puffer coat? You know which one I'm talking I about. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. So after the show, you guys go, we, we do a drive-by to the makeup room. You guys take your makeup off. I return my lip gloss for the day. We chat with the girls, and then we're out. Well, yesterday, normally Evan and I usually walk out around the same time. He left because I was gabbing with the girls about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> Incredible finale, by the way. But anyway, we're talking. Really? Okay. Oh, Cece, get on Gotta it. Gotta check amazing. it out. Okay. So anyway, I'm leaving, and we all hang up our coats on this coat rack in the hallway it's just sitting right out there in the hallway anybody could see the coats they're accessible and I go out there and I'm like where's my coat it's not there I go back to the makeup room not there go to the green room not there go to our studio it's not here those are the only three places I'm at so everyone starts looking for it we had the entire seaport looking for this coat and I have to say this is the most expensive piece of clothing I own when you have wintertime coats are really expensive and you have to invest in a nice winter coat I've had this for years and I'm from St. Louis where you can't even leave change in your car or that car is going to get stolen like mm-hmm. you know it's a place <laughs> where you just kind of assume that things are going to get snatched but I was like there's no way any of my teammates or co-workers at ESPN would steal my coat I can't understand so security got involved they they got they got the head of security at Bristol involved. They were rolling back the tape. They're like, we are going to find the culprit. Whoever stole your coat, we're going to find it. Mm-hmm. So they sent me home with a triple XL first take jacket. I was like, you know, kind of moping on the subway. Like, man, I lost my coat. This stinks. And I get a call from one Dominique Foxworth when I get off the subway yesterday. He's like, hey, did you wear a black coat to work today? I was like, I did. I thought he was going to give me a hard time. I thought he was just going to, you know, make fun of me for losing my coat. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it's on the train with me to D.C., <laughs> Dominique Fox, they had security cams, they had everyone going through, everybody here at the seaport wow. knew about what was going on, so Foxworth then left his vest, so now I'm just going to rock the Foxworth vest for I a little bit. It. I but like yeah, it, but I like it. But I go, what? Okay, yes, it's the same brand of vest and coat, so I could see how maybe he could make that distinction, sure. and they're both black in color. But one has sleeves and the other one doesn't. And one is much smaller than <laughs> the other one. He said that he got on the, he just grabbed it on his way out and got on the train and was like, this is too small, I can't put this on. And then he realized it had to be me because I'm the, I'm the only girl. So. <laughs> and he's back um, next week, so she wanted next to have week, her coat so for a while. Next week, so you won't have that coat for a minute. It was a short-lived mystery, but it was an intense one, nonetheless. We had security involved. It was a big deal. I can't believe both of you took two of my top three draft picks. I can't believe Oh, really? Happened. Yeah, she took SVP and you took Neek. But that's all right, though. Okay, go ahead. We're going to call ahead. the audible. Go ahead. Okay, because my number one draft pick for my suite has to be Doris Burke. Oh, it has that to be DB. Who doesn't pick. love DB? That is Everybody loves pick. DB. Everybody knows DB. Drake be courtside at Raptors games with Doris Burke t-shirts on. What no an doubt. endorsement. You have Drake endorsing your number one pick. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt about it's like it. you with Granger, Drake with Doris Burke. The ones who get it done. A lot of people Doris, have made that Doris comparison. Burke, no doubt about <laughs> it. DB gets it done. D Burke has to be in my suite. Number two. Ryan Clark, good my one. frat brother, Kappa good Alpha Psi, shout out to the good brothers, the noobs out there. But everybody knows Ryan Clark, too. Think about it. The Pivot Podcast, yep. who hasn't been on the Pivot Podcast? Maybe Cat Williams, that's about it. So, I mean, <laughs> like, Ryan Clark would be great. Like, he's good with people across all sports and entertainment. So, Ryan Clark definitely elevates the profile of our suite. And last but not least, my last pick for my suite. I'm going to do it because I feel like we need more gravitas. I'm going to go with Bob Myers. Bob Myers in our suite 
I've got to do it. Bob Myers, he's on the coaching the, the the coaching search for the Washington Commanders, put together the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors, and he gives us a different realm. We got a player, we got somebody that does color for play-by-play, and now we've got somebody that builds teams, the architect for the modern-day dynasty in the NBA. Bob Myers, So, so that's my sweet. Sneaky great pick. You want why, to make a trade? I'll trade why, two why, of mine why, for Bob Myers. Yeah, that was a, I love Bob Myers. That was a sneaky awesome. Like, I like, really <laughs> love Bob Myers. I, like, I, I think he's just awesome and so smart. Damn. And he's personable, too. Like, you could just talk. Like No, you can talk to him because he's in your suite. He's not in my suite. How am I going to talk to him? I'm in another suite. I should have put Bob Myers in his suite. Instead, I have Foxworth's vest. We're on Sportsman. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes. And one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.